Welcome to Hot Breath Comedy Fam. On Monday, May 13th, I am teaching a clean comedy workshop. The last four I have taught sold out very quickly, so if you wanna learn about clean comedy, the business side, where the line is, how to write clean comedy, go to the link in the description of this episode, and we'll see you there. Hey, Hot breath averse before we jump into this episode, I just wanna let you know, when talking about health on the road in this episode, I forgot to mention Mark Norman's diet and workout routine he talks about while on Hot Breath. I will put a link to that in the show notes along with all the other episodes I reference. But it's on YouTube. It's on all podcast apps. But you know. You found it. You're listening. I appreciate it. Enjoy. What's up, Hot breath Averse? We are back with week three of road trip tips. This is the Hot Breath Podcast, your weekly guide to comedy mastery. And I am, of course, your host, comedian Joel Byers, here with you every single Monday, bringing you top comedy content from around the world. We are wrapping up this three-week series called Road Trip Tips. I just went on a recent two-week tour around the Southeast and decided, based on your feedback, that want to help you do the same and help you book your own shows and help you make money while doing these shows. So the past two weeks, we have focused on first, how to book a tour independently. That was week one of this, really just all the questions you want to ask yourself before you actually embark on even organizing and putting all the work that a tour requires? What questions do you need to answer before you even start organizing your tour? That was week one. Week two, how to save money on tour. These are all the money-saving hacks I've learned over the years of doing comedy, all in one episode for you. And today's episode, this is a bit of a hodgepodge, if you will. A lot of good information on today's. Last week was how to save money on tour, this week, we're going to talk about how to make money on tour, also how to stay healthy while out on tour. That is something, if you've listened to enough interviews with comics, being out on the road has been one of the roughest parts of a comedian staying healthy is just that road lifestyle. And I can tell you from personal experience, after being on the road for two weeks, I am still trying to bounce back. It is a different lifestyle that you really have to be mindful of. And I have fortunately interviewed a health guru. Her name's Tierra Burrell. I've interviewed her on Hot Breath twice now. I'm going to link her interviews in the show notes. But really, her interviews, I go headfirst into just health and health tips and how you can be healthy on a budget, and when you're out on the road, how you can be healthy and make the smart, right decisions that we all want to make, but our thinking brain can get overridden by our emotional brain that wants that bag of Reese's Pieces at 1 a.m. because you're driving back home bored. Not that I'm speaking on personal experience. It was Reese's Cups. It wasn't pieces, but moving on. Let's get in to week three of road trip tips everyone yeah yeah woo woo turn up so here we go let's first start out with hmm 
let's talk about first being healthy on the road because I feel like this is a topic that you don't want to hear about. Nobody wants to hear about being healthier and in turn being more productive and being happier and just being overall a more pleasant person. When we eat healthy, we feel better. And I can tell when I'm healthier, my career is healthier. My productivity is healthier. My writing is healthier. Everything is just performing at a higher level. So I decided I had to ask Tierra Burrell her secrets. She was actually just over in London doing a keynote speech at a health convention. So she is like a 10th degree black belt in this health game, but she gave some practical tips that I think were really helpful. And just a few things I've learned over the the years of doing tours and such as well. Number one, what we talked about last week, some in bringing your own food, Tierra talks about as well, and just food prep, being prepared is really going to help you when you have those late night cravings. Because I can tell you from firsthand experience, I get bored driving eight hours, and the best way to entertain myself is just by stuffing my face. Yeah, it's a good time when you're alone at 1 a.m. eating Reese's Pieces. I lied, it was Reese's Cups. That's a callback. So a very easy way, or a very helpful way, to at least making healthier decisions is to pack your own food and be like have food prepared very easily. Just last night, this is a real world example. Just last night, I was went to Columbia, South Carolina to do a gig, and on the way up there, I was feeling just that. This is only a three hour drive, and like an hour in, I was getting the the sugar devil. The sugar devil was starting to knock at my door and he was like hey Joel just pull over real quick and let's get some sugar I just want to give you some sugar Joel and then the sugar devil the sugar angel comes on my other shoulder and is like no Joel just get carrots just get carrots so both angels are telling me to stop so I stopped ended up getting carrots but it was difficult I will say but I have found carrots, baby carrots. So you can even buy baby chips. They're sweet. Sh- carrots have sugar in them. They're sweet. They give you that crunch. And you have to chew a lot. What I, while I was out on tour, I listened to a good book called Good Booger. Good Booger. I listened to a good book called Good Booger, Bad Booger. Which booger are you? And then you had two boogers pop up on your shoulders and was like, hey, I'm Good Booger. I came from the North Pole. Hey, I'm the bad booger. Let's move on. I don't know. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm a little hopped up right now. But you could tell last week's episode, I recorded at 7 a.m., so I'm trying to get this one recorded earlier. So this is actually earlier in the week than 7 a.m. of the day of the release. Long story short, I have found a few little hacks that have helped me to stay healthier on the road. Number one... If I have some, quote, bad food, I leave it in the trunk. I leave it in the trunk, and that keeps it out of arm's reach, because if I can reach it, I'm eating it. Even like my wife, check this out. For everyone watching the video on Patreon, my wife got me this. 
Golden Graham's box because she knows I love cereal. I am a cereal killer, y'all. I will eat a box of cereal in the blink of a tear because that's what I end. I just eat them until I cry. But she actually got me this box of Golden Graham's, my favorite cereal. It says like the trophy husband on it, trophy size. Just she wrote all around it and just really labeled it. Even on the nutritional facts, she just crossed it out and said it doesn't matter. Um, just very funny and very thoughtful, but in order for me not to eat all of these before I got out of the driveway, I had to put them in my trunk because I just knew if I could reach them, then it's game over. The trophy husband, Golden Grams are going to become the crying trophy, crying Grams. So really keeping the food in your trunk is very helpful and just not that that mindless snacking that we all do. You're not alone in doing this. We all do it. And I've had to become more self-aware of how I can not just eat while I drive all the time. And it's been very helpful to just put the food in the trunk. Very helpful. Carrots are a healthy substitute I have found. They have a nice crunch, and I'm telling you, it sounds gross at first that ah no i'd rather have chips i don't want carrots but i'm telling you carrots what i learned in this book good uh sugar bad sugar i almost said good booger (laughs) welcome to good booger home of the good burger what i learned in that book is that when we're hungry it's our body seeking nutrition which is why when we eat the processed food we're still hungry because our body is still seeking nutrition that that food doesn't have So I have found carrots to be a good, sweet, crunchy substitute for the other salty, crunchy snacks. And at first you're like, oh, I'm just eating carrots. But as you're eating, you actually feel better and it gets easier to eat them more. And you can't eat a whole bag like you can eat a whole bag of chips just without even breathing. Carrots are actually real food and you actually have to chew them and they don't just dissolve in your mouth. It's a very healthy substitute. But something Tierra said is if you're going to get the food, if you're going to get that gas station food, if it's 4 a.m. and you're at Love's and you're like, ooh, I would love a regret right now. Her recommendation, there's different levels to this. You know, there's there's good, better, best. Go with the best. Whatever you're going to buy, get the highest quality version possible. It's just going to be a little bit better for you digestion-wise. And realistically, it's going to cost a little bit more a lot of the time, which means you're going to appreciate it more. You're going to savor it more. If you just buy a bag of Reese's Peanut Butter Cups for 99 cents, you can just shove those in your mouth all at once. You, not me. I would never do that at 1 a.m. driving from Houston, Texas. I've said too much. But if it's a nicer, more quality food, you're going to be more likely to savor it and just eat it a little more humanely, if you will. Because her method is, if you're going to buy it, just get the highest quality version possible. Don't get the cheap stuff. Because we talked about last week, a good way to save money is to pack your own food. But if you are going to buy food out on the road, make sure it's the highest quality possible. You know, don't go to McDonald's. Go to, like, an actual hamburger restaurant. Really invest in yourself. 
if you're gonna if you're gonna jump off that ledge, make sure it's a, the best view possible. <laughs> oh Guinness, my dog jumped off the couch on that one. I think he's ready for some food. So anyway, food prep is very important. But if you are gonna buy food, remember buy the highest quality food possible. All right, and another way to stay healthy out on the road, we talked about hotels last week. All the ones I've stayed in have a gym. Use that gym. Even if it's for 15 minutes, you're just down there on the treadmill or the elliptical, or you're just down there stretching. Just start your day off with a healthy dose of exercise. It makes you feel better. It's a great way to start the day, and it's right next to their breakfast, so you can go straight from working out to the breakfast. And... That it, we're exercising in the gym is where I learned that life hack about refilling my water bottles in there. So you don't get that rusty sink water. You get that filtered spring water from the gym cooler. And speaking of breakfast in hotels, a good healthy way. And this is also interesting. I mentioned Love's a second ago. They also sell fruit there. So if you're looking for a sweet fix, an apple, great, great, great substitute for that apple-flavored Jolly Rancher sugar bomb you were about to melt down on a spoon and inject directly into your neck. Not that I've done that on the way home from Huntsville at 4 a.m. I'm good at multitasking while driving, it turns out. So, if you're going to eat the hotel breakfast, be mindful of it. If you're there all weekend, maybe don't get the waffle. Every single time. Maybe save the waffle for your final, final morning there. It's like a celebration. It gives you something to look forward to. Maybe every other time you're just eating the, eating the eggs and maybe some of the potatoes, but really just keeping it to what's going to sustain you throughout the day. And health is so important, and I wanted to make it a point in this final episode of the Road Trip Tips just because I have really seen a positive difference a positive effect when I am being healthy it reflects on my career and and the opportunities I'm getting and just the overall output I'm doing so it really does make a difference and just try it out give it two weeks see how a healthy lifestyle affects your comedy I think you're going to be very pleasantly surprised so another thing Tierra actually recommended that I've heard other comics say as well is if you're staying in these hotels alone, a simple environment shift that it can really help with your mental health. We're talking about physical health a lot, but your mental health, bringing a candle, just simply bring a candle to light in your hotel room just to set a different mood. Bring your favorite blanket or pillow or stuffed animal, whatever it is that keeps you from crying alone at night. Bring that with you. You know, that really helps with the mental health end of just making this hotel room feel more like home. Just a fun one there. So if you'd like more health tips about being on the road and all that, I'm going to link it in the show notes. But Tierra shares a lot of gems I think you're really going to enjoy. And she gives more insight into like fighting sugar cravings and just she's a great businesswoman as well. So there's it's a, it's a good episode because here we, we talk about the craft of comedy a lot, but I want to make us all more well-rounded professionals. Like I mentioned in the Jeff Foxworthy Q&A review I did on Patreon, 
one of the things he said was treating comedy like a job. We are professionals, so conduct yourself accordingly. So let's move on to making money on the road, okay? Last week I talked about saving money on the road. This week let's let's dive a little further into how you can actually make money on the road. Now, if we want to talk about it from strictly show standpoint first, there's a lot of different options you can do with clubs, okay? And I'm telling you, I interviewed Tremo on here as well, and he went on an independent tour, and he dropped a lot of good gems about booking your own tour and how to negotiate with comedy clubs and things like that. So when you're out on the road and you're booking these shows, there's a couple different routes you can go. Some of the shows, uh, there's a cover, and all the comedians on the show split that cover. Some of the shows, it's by audience donation, and then the comics split that money, or the headliner gets that money. Um, you can negotiate a door deal with these venues sometimes that you could say, hey, how about we do a door deal where I get all the money from the door and you get all the food and beverage money. Or we split the door 50-50 and you get all the food and beverage. It, there's different ways to do it, but a door deal is definitely an option. You can also, what I've first done, get the information ahead of time. Because I drove a significant amount of time with the Atlanta comic one time. I'm speaking in very broad terms as to not... <laughs> call anybody out, but the show was a door deal, and then I got there, and the door deal was by donation. This is a college town. This is an oyster bar known for its hamburgers. I've said too much, but it was a door deal by donation, and you know how generous college kids are they want to come to an oyster bar for mediocre comedy so they can give all their hard-earned parents money to the artists. No. Luckily, my dad was in the area with my stepmom. They decided to come watch the show and see me uh, tepidly headline an oyster bar for a uh, sufficient 30 minutes that then we made a whopping... I think about $15. But one of the comics did give me a cool wooden bowl that I still use to put our keys in. So I just traveled there just for a wooden bowl. We made it. So get all that ahead of time. Get it in writing as well. Make sure you have a paper trail for working with these people. So if it is a door deal and you are splitting the door, just make sure you get everything in writing. And that you get them to confirm these are the parameters you're working with. But beyond the door deals and beyond the actual show, some great ways to make some extra money while out on tour. Number one, merch. I was on the Trophy Husband tour. I sold Trophy Husband t-shirts, okay? And I, I sold at least a few at every show. I also took some Hot Breath shirts around which those are still have a, a few of those left. If any of y'all are wanting a hot breath shirt, holla at ya, boy. But I sold some hot breath shirts as well. So whatever merch you have, I met a I saw another comic out on the road who was actually selling stickers. 
and uh, magnets. So it's, you know, those are easier to travel with. Shirts can take up more room. Uh, they can cost a little more as well in terms of investing in the inventory. But merch is a great way to make extra money while out on the road. I can tell you, if I didn't sell merch, I would not have come out in the black on this tour. So that's just another reason. Just like last week, I was talking about saving money on not eating out every week. If I ate out every day, I wouldn't have made money on the tour. If I didn't sell merch, I wouldn't have made money on this tour either. So merch is a very great way. Donations are another good way. And when it comes to merch, real quick, it's valuable to have different tiers of merch. So I have a shirt that's one price, and then I had a face fan. I have a face fan where it's a, it's my face on a fan. I was going to see if you could see it in the background. Right there. You can see it in the background of the video. I would sell those by donation. So whatever people wanted to pay, you know, someone paid a dollar, some paid $10 for it. So it's a lower price point. It's a little less committal than a whole t-shirt as well. So have, have a few different levels of merch for people to buy. That can very well help. Or if they're going to buy a dollar fan, hey, maybe they'll buy a $5 koozie or, you know, or just having different levels of merch can help attract different customers because it all adds up. All right. It all adds up. Donations are another good one. You can have a donation bucket at your show that afterwards it's like anyone wants to donate to my tour, feel free to. It doesn't hurt to ask. I mean, you're not a homeless person. You're not panhandling for money. You're a traveling artist and people like to support traveling artists. And someone may not, if I have a trophy husband shirt, someone's like, well, I don't know any trophy husbands. Uh, I'd still like to support him though. So here, or I don't want to spend $20 on a shirt. So I'll just drop $5 in the donation bucket. I don't really want your weird face fan, buddy. I'll just drop five bucks. I've had people come up and just give me tips after shows. So I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, whatever, <laughs> whatever it takes. And uh, the Hot Breath Waters have also been some good merch to sell as well, which I'm taking a sip of right now. If anyone wants one, joelbyerscomedy.com. There isn't a link to it, but you can send me a message, and then I'll ship you one. Mmm. Ah, that's good, Fontes. It could be a good stocking stuffer. Hot breath water. So anyway, that's my mid-roll read. Another good way is what other skills do you have that you could monetize while out on the road? So, for instance, here in Atlanta, I taught comedy classes for several years. I've done workshops. Now I'm more focused on, you know, my tour and building up my stand-up business. So I'm not really doing classes and workshops here in Atlanta as much. But when I'm out on the road, I will still do writing workshops or podcasting workshops, or different ways that I can connect with comics. It's um, And just make a little extra money while helping other comedians. You don't even necessarily have to have a skill for comedians. If you know, like it doesn't have to be comedy writing. If you know Photoshop or you know photography or you know videography, you can teach a workshop while in town and make a few extra bucks. You can create an Eventbrite. It doesn't have to be targeted at local comics. You could just create an Eventbrite ahead of time. Say, hey, I'm hosting this workshop about how to do Photoshop 
here at this coffee shop, register 10, 20 bucks, whatever you want it to be, 50 bucks, whatever your price point is, create an Eventbrite. And then that can be an extra way if you're sitting around during the afternoon anyway. Go ahead and do a workshop, make a few extra bucks. Even if it's a $20 workshop and two people show up, hey, you just made 40 bucks that you would not have made just sitting around your hotel room eating all those waffles on your final day there. So keep that in mind. Rick Roberts, who um, an asset to comedy, if you have not listened to his podcast, School of Laughs, if you love this podcast, and we talked about Dusty Slay's podcast doing the How to Become a Comedian series, you're going to love School of Laughs as well. We connected. We've done crossover interviews with each other. We've been on each other's shows. And one of the things he revealed in our interview together was that while he was out on the road, he would do like labor. He would do yard work and landscaping while out just to make a few extra bucks while out on tour. It's a very simple easy way to just make a few extra bucks. It honestly adds up just like the expenses add up. Every little bit you can make adds up as well. So that's just a few, you know, different levels of merch you can sell, donations you can get, do workshops on any extra skill you have. It doesn't have to be comedy related. Just if you have an extra skill, you understand coding or whatnot, uh, marketing, Facebook marketing, People will pay for these workshops. People will pay for education. So try those out or do the Rick Roberts route. <laughs> do some labor. Maybe you um, maybe you know landscaping or maybe you know how to paint. Or just we're, we're all out here on the hustle. We're all trying to find a way. And just make it your own. And take a risk. Experiment. Try to do a workshop. No one signs up. Oh, okay. Well, maybe next time, or maybe what went wrong and how can I improve for the next time? Maybe there wasn't enough lead up to the workshop. Maybe you tried it too late and you couldn't build the demand. There's so many just different ways, but starting out especially, it's going to be tough to make a lot of money. So the, the, the more streams of revenue you can have coming in, those will all add up to a waterfall. Get all these little streams trickling in the same direction, and then they all culminate into a waterfall that is your rent payment. So, moving on to the final tip here of road trip tips. And I was just thinking, maybe we could do a Q&A. If you're interested in a Q&A, I would be open to scheduling one this week and maybe the Facebook group, uh, the Hot Breath Comedy Network. If you haven't joined, get on Facebook, request to join, search Hot Breath Comedy Network. There's over 200 listeners from around the world in there now, all connecting and discussing comedy. So if you want to join that, let's let's um let's get a Q and A going. That'll be interesting. It can be. We'd like to keep it all road specific, just since that is the theme. But I think that could be a fun way to interact and. I want to make sure I answer as many questions as possible and make sure I address in doing this three-week series, I want to make sure I covered a bunch of different angles. So if there's something I didn't cover, reach out with a question. I'll be sure to answer it on next week's Q&A. Cool. So the final thing, and this is actually something I learned from Rick Roberts, 
And then while I was in St. Louis at the World Series of Comedy, another comic up there told me this is what he does as well. So I did this on my last, my trophy husband tour, my two-week tour. I actually calculated all this as well. But this is going to help you tremendously. So the final tip here, keep track of all the information about each stop on each trip. So let's say your tour is Huntsville to Nashville to Atlanta. So one, calculate all of your expenses. So throughout that entire trip, calculate your mileage and everything you spent money on and your income as well. So be sure to calculate all your expenses, all your income, and all of your travel. That's just going to help add perspective and also help you to know what you can write off on your taxes or not as well and how much money you made. But what Rick Roberts does also is each stop on the tour, he not only says how much money he made or didn't make, he also breaks down what the show was. Was it a good turnout? What day was this on? Was it a Thursday at 10 or was it a Friday at 8? How many people were in the audience? Was it a good audience? Were they more drunk? Were they apathetic? Did they even know there was going to be a show? Did you sell merch? And if you did sell merch, let's say you sold shirts, for instance. Okay, how many shirts did you sell? What sizes did you sell? as well. And was it cash or was it credit card? Cuz there's a, there's an app. There's there's an app. You see all these swipers, it's called Square. And you can request a free swiper from them and then you can start to process credit cards directly from your credit um, directly from your cell phone. So it's just an easy way. I've had several people be like, "Oh, I I would get a shirt, but I don't have cash." I was like, "Oh, lucky for you. I have Square. Ride hair." So calculate, gather that information, okay? Where did you go? What money did you make? What merch did you sell, if any? Because a lot of the times when we look back on a show, we can paint it better than it was. But going through the logistics and actually breaking down what went well, what didn't go well, will help you on your next tour on what you actually want to invest in or where you want to go again. So if Huntsville weren't that many people, didn't sell a lot of merch, you may skip that on your next tour. If in Nashville you had a lot of people and you sold a lot of merch, it's just it's going to help you in the long run to build another tour and make that one even more profitable. So it's a little bit of homework. And really, I'll be, I'll be honest with you, this last tour I did was the first time I ever did this. And if I'm going to be honest with you, even the show last night, I didn't do it. But now that I'm talking about it, I will go back, put it in the spreadsheet. I went to Columbia, made this amount of money, sold this amount of merch, which was zero. If I'm going to be completely candid with you, hot breath of verse. You know, hey, we all out here hustling. We all out here grinding. We all out here trying to find a way. You know, I'm by no means the magical comedian. I am just a working comedian documenting what I am learning and hopefully helping you to learn the easy way. 
as opposed to just driving a bunch. My dog is running around right now. So anyway, let's land this plane. So what we've talked about today, keep all these in mind, okay? How to stay healthy on the road is the first thing we talked about. Staying healthy on the road, packing your own food, putting your food in the trunk is very helpful so you're not just bashing a bag of Reese's cups at 1 a.m. on the way back from Houston. Don't don't judge me, okay? Reese's are good. It's peanut butter, okay? It's protein. But I just don't want you to feel alone in this, especially out on the road. It's it's difficult to stay healthy, but I'm telling you, it's worth the extra effort and it's a lot of trial and error as well. So you know, put your food in your trunk is a great, great tip. Also, you know, packing your own food is a great tip. If you're going to buy food, get the highest quality possible. Make that extra investment so you actually appreciate it and your body will appreciate it as well. So you're not making a stop to get food and then a stop 30 minutes later to then excavate that food. You know what I mean. Talking about poop, which is actually one of the things... We talked about in Tierra's interview where I asked her what a good poop should look and feel like. And she, she knows. She broke it down. Also, from the um, mental health side, you know, exercise. A lot of these hotels have gyms. Exercise in those gyms. Also, in your own uh, hotel room, you know, bring a candle. Set an ambiance. Make it feel a little more homely. That's going to help with you just feeling more comfortable in an uncomfortable space. And if you're eating at the hotel breakfast, maybe don't get that waffle every day. Maybe save it for that final day. You know, give, your, give yourself a treat. Don't eat it every day. And then just take a regret nap. We've all taken those regret naps. <laughs> don't do that. Making money on the road. Selling merch of all different price points. Uh, donations are a great way. Teaching workshops in the towns you're visiting or any other manual labor you can muster up while there. These are all very tangible ways to make money beyond just um, performing at the show. These are additional streams of revenue that are going to add up. If you make $20 here, $10 here, $5 there, it adds up. And of course, the final thing, keep track on your tour. Gather data, put it in a spreadsheet. Where did you go? How long was the drive? How much money did you make? How much merch and what merch did you sell? If you sold four t-shirts, how many of those are credit card transactions? How many of those were cash? What sizes were those shirts as well? And you know what? There may be even more that you can include in this Excel sheet. And if you've heard of comics doing this, let me know any additional things I'm leaving out of that. But it is very, very, very helpful. Okay? So... Whoo! That is road trip tips, comics, okay? I hope this helps you. Some of you have reached out letting me know how helpful this show has been and how on time this has been. A lot of you are looking to get out on the road. That is very exciting. Hey, it's, uh, it's the next step, okay? It's time to take that next step. I don't care if it's a three-city tour or a three-week tour. Put one together Make make a stop in Atlanta. Let's connect also as well. I'll actually be in Greenville, South Carolina this upcoming weekend at the New South Comedy Festival. I'm doing a clean comedy 
workshop teaching comics how to write clean material, turning their dirty material into clean material. And also, I'm doing a podcasting workshop to help comics start their own podcast. So I'm going to be in Greenville, South Carolina this upcoming weekend. So let's connect. If you're going to be at the festival, if you're just in town, let's connect. I want to meet you. I want to learn from each other and really start building what we call the hot breath of verse. I'm going to be in the Midwest this uh, November as well. I'll be up in um, South Bend, Indiana the weekend of the um, 15th and 16th. And I will be in Indianapolis, Indiana the following weekend, the uh, 22nd and 23rd. And I'll be in Myrtle Beach the first weekend of December as well. So, yeah. Let's connect, peeps. Let's get it done. Let's get her done, if you will. So, all that being said, you want to see the video of this, check out the Patreon. I'm posting a lot of additional educational content over there. And um, reach out with any questions, all right? I think next week we should do a Q&A. There's been a lot of information shared. I would love to hear how you're digesting it and how you're applying it to yourself. And seriously... You reaching out helps other comics as well because you probably have a question or comment that other comics have as well, and then we can start the dialogue. These are topics people aren't really talking about. So the more we can get this dialogue going, the better comedy is going to be for it. So thank you, hot brethren and sistren. Thank you to also my wife, of course, for making this theme song you're hearing right now. But really, that's it. I'm getting out of here. Until next Monday, right here on Hot Breath. Hot Breath. This episode of Hot Breath is sponsored by our Patreon. If any of our content has helped your comedy career, join our Patreon linked in the show notes and get positive comedy karma for life. Probably.